Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Thank you for that song. It's got a lot of meaning in it. Before we get started this morning, I want to thank Josh and Lucas for doing last Sunday and Wednesday. They did a great job, and we appreciate them willing to stand in and appreciate everything that the Lord leads each and every one of us to do. He has the master plan, and we need to follow him. If you have your Bibles this morning, we ask that you turn to Psalm chapter 16. Psalm chapter 16, we'll be reading verses 8 through 11. Our message is is entitled this morning, Who do we trust? I want you to think about that. Who is it that you can trust? I mean, put your everything into that trust, whoever it may be. The way our government is going today and the way people are living, it's hard to find someone that you can trust, completely trust. But as we read our scripture this morning, we have three points this morning uh, on trust. And I hope that you have been praying, listening to the Lord, and whatever he asks you to do this morning, be willing to do that. But in beginning in verse 8 of chapter 16 of the Psalms, the Bible says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Father, we thank you for your great love. Thank you for what we've heard and seen already this morning. Thank you for what we felt in our hearts. And Lord, we pray your blessings upon these, your people. Lord, they came this morning wanting to hear a word from the Lord. And we pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to their hearts in a special way. And if there's one here that's lost, does not know Jesus Christ as Savior, may this be the day that they surrender to him. And Lord, we want your will to be done. And help us to know that we can trust you. For we ask these things in the name of Jesus, your son who died on Calvary's cross, who was buried, rose again, rose up to heaven with the promise that he's coming back. And Lord, help us to believe that promise that you are coming back. Now may your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who do you trust? Who do we trust? Who do you run around with? Who do you spend time with? Do you trust them? What about their character? What about their influence that they have on your life? Or have had on your life? There are those who say that they have rubbed elbows with the famous. And you see that on television with all the things that's going on. Well, I've met so-and-so and 
I don't know that I've ever really met a real famous person, but I did get to see Richard Nixon one time in Charlotte. We were stalled in traffic. Of course, they stopped the traffic, and he had just gotten off the plane, and his motorcade came up the road. I was on the left side, and he was on the left side, and so just barely you could make out Richard Nixon sitting in that big old limousine going up the road. About 45 years ago, before we were married, Billy Graham or Grady Wilson had a uh, service in Lenore, a crusade. And on Thursday night, Billy Graham came and spoke. I didn't get to shake his hand, but I saw him in person there speaking. And I guess that's two of the most famous persons that I've ever seen up that close. But who do you run around with? Who do you trust? I mean, with things get to going bad, who do you trust? And if things get to going really good, who do you want to brag about it to? Who do you trust? But as we look and meet people, true saints are not necessarily famous. You talk about people in the church who quietly go about doing what they have been appointed to do. They never say a word hardly, but yet they are working for the Lord. And folks, in God's sight, those folks are famous. You can trust those folks because they love the Lord, they love his word, and they love doing what the Lord has called them to do now, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you'll have problems. But they know in whom they trust and who they can put that trust in all the time. What they do is just simply live as God would have them to live and do what God would have them to do. We are instructed to seek the company of those who can build us up spiritually. Now, I ask you the question, who do you run around with? Or who can you trust? Seek those people that's going to build you up spiritually. Those who are committed to God and his work and his word, you can trust them. And those that have the right perspective on life. Look at chapter 18, verses 2 and 3. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. You can trust the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and body. You can trust the Lord. Look at verse 21. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. Can we say that? Are we keeping the ways of the Lord, the word of the Lord? Are we not departing from those words, knowing that the Lord is going to help us in everything that we do? 
It's our nature to make our plans and then ask God to bless them. That's human nature. Lord, you bless this because I think this is what you want me to do. But James has a different word on there, on that subject. Lord, if it's your will, can I do this? That's what we ought to be praying. Seeking the Lord first will help us gain insight that will help us make right choices in this life in which we are living. Do we seek his counsel and his wisdom for our daily lives? In this psalm, David was talking about the unique sense of security felt by believers. We are secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that no one will ever be able to pluck us out of his hands. That's how secure we are. But it's not so with the unbelievers. They have a sense of hopelessness and confusion as to why they are here. What do I do next? What am I going to do in this situation? Why is this happening to me? And they try to reason it all out without putting the Lord first and letting the Lord tell them what they need to do or to tell us what we need to do. David experienced the joy of the Lord and his presence at all times because he could trust the Lord. Now you think about David, how he ran from Saul for many years. But David was always one step ahead of Saul because of the Lord. And that's exactly how the Lord will lead us today. We can always be one step ahead of Satan if we will put our heart, our trust, our mind, everything that we have in the Lord. We can be one step ahead of Satan at all times. So what's God's plan or path for us? I'm going to speak to individuals, and I want to speak to the church also. But what's God's plan or path? For us. The Bible says in verse 11, you will show me the path of life. Oh, we see God's design and order in everything. I think I mentioned this, but look at the planetary system. Exactly where God wants it to be. But look at the leaves on the trees. Every year when those leaves come out on the oak tree, they're always the same pattern. No matter what oak you're looking at, if it's a white oak or red oak, what we call a post oak, it's always the same pattern. God put that in place for it to be the same year after year after year. But look at the snowflakes as they fall. Millions and billions fall during those snowstorms, but they tell us that no two are alike. God planned that. But what about our path? God, what are you going to show me? Well, I have found out that when I really want to know the path of the Lord, I get out on my knees and say, Lord, 
I'm stumped. But you never are. And I need your direction. And you know, he's always come through. I never have to worry. Even though sometimes I worry. I think I told you one time when we were preaching at Amherst Baptist. And just like I take my notes up to the crow loft up there. The boy, uh, man that puts it on the screen, he said, what are you preaching today? I said, I have no idea. What do you mean you have no idea? I said, I have no idea. God hasn't given me anything. Well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to walk up there just like natural. And I'm going to trust the Lord to give me the words I need. And you know, he did that very thing. That's how God works for his children. That's how we can trust the Lord. And that's the path he has for us. If we will listen. If we will walk in that path. As David walked in that path of the Lord. For many years. Yes he strayed. Sometimes we'll stray. But God was always there for David. And God will always be there for us. If we will walk in that path. The Bible says that we are the crown of his creation. We were created on the last day. We were created in his image. Now think about that. We could tell what the Lord was going to look like before he was ever born if you could go back and look at Adam and Eve because they were created in God's image. Both physically and at first, spiritually, until Satan got mad and wanted to undo what God had already done. But we were created in his image. And God gave us the breath of life. Isn't that wonderful? God did it. Just a statue of clay. No life, no nothing. And the Bible says that God came down and breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. Is that not what he does for us? When that egg and that sperm come together, is that not what God is doing? Creating a body? Yes, he is. For his glory. Just as Satan didn't like it there in the garden, he doesn't like it today either. When you commit yourself to God's plan and the pathway that God has for you to walk in. Oh, nature has no choice. It's doing exactly what God created it to do. Leaves come out every year. They're beautiful during the summer. And in the fall, they fall off. Flowers come out every year. They're beautiful during the summer. But at fall, when cold weather comes, they fall off. It's the same all the time. But nature has no power 
but nature follows God's purpose. Now the question for us this morning, are we following God's purpose? Are we doing what God has called us to do? Now, like I told you, I'm speaking to us, but I'm also speaking to the individual. Each one of you sitting here today, are you following what God has called you to do? Are you blossoming? Are you blooming for the Lord Jesus Christ? Oh, man is a free agent. Just like Adam and Eve, they were born perfect or created perfect. But Satan thought he had God whipped. When he spoke into Eve's ear, kick that fruit, man, isn't it? Man, don't it look good? And I can bet you it tastes good too. Tricked her. But she did it on her own free will. And folks, if we sin against God today, it's on our own free will. I know Satan's powerful. He can cause us to do things. But when we sin against God, it's because of our own free will that we do so. Yes, we either accept or reject God's plan. God's word brings light to a dark world. We were living in darkness, in sin, until Jesus came along. Our Holy Spirit came and convicted us of our sins and helped us to understand that we needed a Savior. We needed to come out of that darkness and into that glorious light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when God convicted my soul that I was lost and I called out to the Lord, He did that very thing for me and He'll do that very thing for you if you haven't already asked the Lord to do so. He will bring you out of that darkness into that light, that glorious light of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Him and His Word we have acceptance. We have been accepted by the Lord Jesus Christ. So unworthy that we are. He has accepted us into His family simply because we confessed our sins and asked the Lord to save our soul. And He did that very thing. We have been accepted and we have also been adopted into the Lord Jesus Christ's family. Amen and amen. Acceptance and adoption comes through repentance and faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we see God's path for us. But what about God's presence with us? Look at verse 11 again, part B. Thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy. Whew. God has made provisions for each and every one of us. We were lost. We had no hope. But God called. Yes, it was God that called. That caused us to realize our sin and our hopelessness. God called. And when we ask him to, he forgave. Now, isn't that glorious? 
just simply by calling and asking God forgives. Whew. Oh, man. Look at John chapter 14. We have a personal relationship with God's presence with us. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. We will be in God's presence. We are in his presence now. And the Holy Spirit is helping us. But you just think about that day when we all get to heaven. In the very presence of a holy and righteous God, our Savior Jesus Christ. Man, you're talking about the shouting going on. That's going to be a day of shouting. That's going to be a day of true worshiping a holy and a righteous God who loves us so much that he came and died on Calvary's cross so that we could enjoy life here in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God he has given us that privilege the Bible says I will abide with you how long forever I mean he's had friends for forever <laughs> not many of us some of them take off. Maybe we take off. But the Lord's going to be our friend and our Savior forever. There will never be a time that he'll not be in your life. The Holy Spirit cleanses us and fills us. Yes, he forgives our sin. The Lord Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit convicts us of those sins, he forgives our sins. And you know, something even greater, even though that's great, he fills us with his love. Some people, you, it's hard to love. I wonder if Jesus feels that way about people. The meanness that's going on. The Bible says God so loved world don't have to worry about the Lord loving anybody because the Bible says that God so loves the world and if he fills us with his love we must commit ourselves to him and his work I don't know what he's called you to do but don't turn it down don't say no you will have the greatest joy of your life when God is leading you and whenever it may be, you will have the opportunity of telling someone about the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and how he has saved your soul and changed your heart. Try it. And see how good it feels. To see someone come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But we must commit ourselves to him. He gives us a joy that God gives, or the joy that God gives brings 
purpose to our lives. Purpose. Many people are just going day to day, here and there. But God gives us purpose. He gives us meaning to our lives. Adam and Eve had it made. But after they sinned, God had to step in again. Adam, you lead your family. Because one day, you'll see me again. Yes, God came down, the Lord came down and walked with Adam and Eve in that garden. I haven't seen him face to face, to my knowledge. But one day I will. And one day you will too. It'll be the most pleasant, reverent sight you'll ever experience. Oh, he gives us meaning to our lives, and our lives will be everlasting. There'll be no more death, no more sorrow, no more separation. But he also empowers us to do God's work. Without the Spirit, we can do. But when the Spirit empowers us, we can do better. That's a promise from God. Yes, God gives us unspeakable joy and full of glory. The third thing that we see in that same verse, God's pleasures to us. Thou wilt show me the path of life, in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. We all go through periods of darkness and loneliness. God, where are you? <laughs> Do you love me? You ever been there? I have. God, where are you? And I was asking myself these questions. You're not going to speak anymore? you know, I soon found out it wasn't God. It was me that had strayed away from the Lord, that had forgotten his promises, that had forgotten what he had called me to do. His pleasures are forevermore. Yes, we go through periods of darkness and loneliness, and David did the same thing. He ran from Saul for many years. But ultimately, David came out on top because he kept his trust and his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can do the same thing. Look at Job. Lost everything that he had. But he still rejoiced in his maker. Sorrow is deep. Sorrow hurts. But God's plan for us is pleasures forevermore.
Jesus promised to prepare a place for us. And I just read that. I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven. It'll always be because the Lord will be there. Yes, I'm going to be there, but there you may be also for those who love him. Have truly set their heart and life to follow him and trust him. Yes, you will be there. How long will it be for eternal, eternity? Because of this, we should strive to bring friends and loved ones and those who are lost to the Savior. Greatest joy you'll have other than your salvation is leading somebody else to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why we should strive to bring friends and lost loved ones to the Lord Jesus Christ. But in closing, do we want to walk in the path of life that God has prepared for us? Now that's our choice. Do we want to walk in that path? No matter where it goes, no matter whom we come in contact with, do we want to walk in that path? And that's a question that each and every one will have to answer in their heart and in their life. Lord, I want you to help me walk in that path that you've prepared for me. Is the joy of his presence more than the presence of the world? Is your heart filled with joy every time that you come to the house of God to worship? Does your heart fill with joy every time you have the opportunity to open your word and read it and let the Holy Spirit speak to you? Is your heart filled with joy when you're speaking to someone about their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Hoping and praying that they too will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. But is the joy of his presence more than the presence of the world? And do we want to stay at his right hand and enjoy his pleasures forevermore? Many people become disheartened because of what other people do in the church. And they quit church. Can't get them to come back. Instead of putting their eyes on the Lord, they put their eyes on mankind. And they're losing a lot of blessings and joy because of that one thing. So, folks, we need to be careful how we meet people, how we greet people, how we treat people. We need to be careful. And the last question. Are we living like we have these three things in our heart and in our life? If you're lost, no, you're not.
you may pantomime it, you may fool people, but in your heart, no, you don't have it. And that's why Jesus Christ came. Allowed mankind to put him on the cross, nail him there. They wanted to get rid of him. But it was God's plan and God's purpose that he go to that cross for you and for me. And on that cross, Christ took my sins, placed them under the blood, forever to be washed as white as snow, never to be mentioned again by the Lord or by God. Folks, that's wonderful to know because they have been placed under the blood. They have been forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a promise given by God himself. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Isn't that great? But with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Yes, that's what you have to do. God's already done the rest. Maybe you know someone that's lost. Go speak to them and tell them with the heart and with the mouth. Salvation can come through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for your great love and your mercy. Thank you for the words you've given us today. Now, Father, speak to us as only you can do through the Holy Spirit. And bring us closer to you with a deeper joy and with a deeper concern to do more for you while we have that chance. Lord, we're going to praise you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.